Welcome to the Effortless English Show with the world's number one English teacher, A.J. Hogue, where A.J.'s more than 40 million students worldwide finally learn English once and for all without the boring textbooks, classrooms, and grammar drills. Here's A.J. with a quick piece to help you learn to speak fluent English effortlessly. I'm A.J. Hogue, the author of Effortless English, Learn to Speak English Like a Native you will speak English fluently and confidently. You will speak English powerfully. You will speak English effortlessly. You speak English effortlessly when you join my VIP program, become a member of my VIP program. Just try for $1. $1 to try the VIP program at EffortlessEnglishClub.com. Commit, don't quit. You must commit, don't quit to my VIP program today at EffortlessEnglishClub.com. Book Club, we're doing Chapter 6 today of The Hobbit. Chapter 6 of The Hobbit. Continuing with Bilbo. Remember, Bilbo had met Gollum in the last chapter, found the Ring of Power. Of course, in this book, it's not really much of a ring of power. It's just an invisible ring. Makes him invisible. But uh, anyway, and he escaped from the mountains. Escaped the goblins in the mountains. But what happens next? Because he's alone, right? So this chapter is called Out of the Frying Pan into the Fire, which is an English idiom. Out of the Frying Pan into the Fire. And that means to escape a bad situation but then go into an even worse situation right you're in the frying pan oh now you're in the fire you escape the the frying pan now you're into the fire so you you're in a bad situation you escape the bad situation but unfortunately then you're in an even worse situation so this is bilbo's situation now uh he was in a bad situation alone had to you know with Gollum. He escapes, but now we're going to see he's going to have an even worse situation. Good to see you all joining live. Yes, indeed. Thanks for joining live. For supporting members, those of you who are YouTube supporting members, Lisa saw me live today. I did a very quick little um, video only for supporting members. So if you are a supporting member on YouTube, please, please go see it. Please go watch it. Also, one more note about uh, VIP. I'll be doing some... uh, Promotions for VIP soon, and I will be planning a VIP member-only webinar, a chat, a webinar. I was doing those, and then I got so busy uh, before the babies came, and then now, but I want to go back to doing those so that you can actually chat with me and talk with other VIP members. That's kind of a special thing that I do only for VIP members. You can join, uh, you can try the VIP program for just $1. It's a $1 trial for 10 days. Of course, to get the benefits, you should commit to the VIP program and you'll get those new lessons every month. Listen to them. You will speak powerfully. You will speak confidently. You will speak effortlessly. You can see, you know, so many of our uh, most successful members are VIP members. All right, those, uh, I'm glad to be doing this at the, my old time, which is nighttime for Japan. Let's just go ahead and jump into Chapter 5. I will summarize Chapter 5, a few comments, and then I'll read your questions. And, uh, and then we can chat about a few other things, and then i got to go. My babies are sleeping now. All right, let's check it out. 
Okay, chapter chapter six, I should say. I think I said chapter five. Chapter six of The Hobbit, Out of the Frying Pan, Into the Fire. Okay, so he escaped the goblins, but he didn't know where he was. Bilbo. He lost his hood, his cloak, his food, his pony, his buttons, and his friends. Okay, so he's in a pretty bad situation now. He's escaped out of the mountains, but uh, he's lost a bunch of his clothes, like his coat, his, his cloak. And uh, a cloak is like, you know, like the old style, which is wrap around you. And there's no arms on a cloak, but it's like a jacket with no arms. So he lost all of that. And of course, his most importantly, his friends, he's all alone. So he starts wandering, you know, away from the mountains and the sun sets behind the mountains. And so he realizes that they have gone, that he has gone all the way through the mountains. He's on the other side. They started on the west side of the mountains. He traveled east. And when he comes out now, when he escapes from Gollum and he pops out from under the mountains, then he realizes, oh, wow, I'm, I, I, I'm on the other side of the mountains. He crossed the mountains. They crossed the mountains. He crossed the mountains underneath. Okay, now this next part is kind of uh, shows us a little bit about his character, which is something uh, we can see a little bit of heroic, or at least something, something, um, what's the word? Virtuous. That's what I'm trying to say. We can see something quite strongly virtuous about Bilbo Baggins here. And Bill, he says he, he's there. And then he realizes, he remembers his friends, right? The dwarves and Gandalf. And he starts thinking, now that he has the magic ring, he should probably go back into the horrible, horrible tunnels under the mountain and look for his friends, right? So he's terrified. This He's a little guy. He's not, a, he's not strong. He's not powerful. He managed to escape Gollum with the ring. But of course, Gollum was chasing him and he was really afraid. And he just got out and... Then he starts thinking about his friends. And, of course, you know, he has a choice. He could just keep going, right? Without them. Um, but he, he's, he decides, he's like, ah, he's, he feels miserable. says he feels miserable about it, right? He feels miserable, but, but he decides this, it's his duty that he must go back. It's his duty that he must turn back and try to find his friends. Even though, you know, he doesn't know what he can do about it, but this is important, right? You can see this. This is something heroic, something virtuous about Bilbo. That even though he's so weak and small, but he will not leave his friends behind. Very important. Okay, but luckily for him, just as he's about to go, right? He's, 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 he's been walking a while and he's, he stops. He's just thinking, okay, I got to go back. I got to go back. Oh, and he feels so afraid and terrible. But then he hears some voices. He hears some voices in the distance. So he goes to check it out and he sees, ah, you know, good luck. Great. It's the dwarves and Gandalf. He sees them. So he sees one of the dwarves and he's like, oh, of course he feels fantastic. But he decides to put a little, to trick them a little bit. He puts on the, uh, he's still wearing the ring. So he's invisible, right? So the the dwarf, one of the, Balin, one of the dwarves is, is like a scout, but doesn't see him because he's invisible. So he says, I'll give them a surprise. So he goes and he gets very close to them and he hears them arguing. And this is interesting. So they're arguing about, should they go back and find him? Gandalf is, is upset 
Gandalf's upset, you know, like they left him behind. And he's, Gandalf's kind of angry, saying, "What? why did you lose him? What happened? And they're arguing. And um, again, you can see the character of Gandalf. Gandalf says that they absolutely must go back to find Bilbo. They can't leave him. And a few of the dwarves, I don't think they say which ones, but uh, a few of the dwarves are, don't want to go back. Right, so you can see some of the dwarves don't really care about him. They're not really his friends yet. Um, but Gandalf is absolutely loyal and will not leave him. So Gandalf says, "I'm going back by myself if I must. I'm going back, and I will. I will not leave Bilbo." And he gets really angry at the dwarves um, for leaving him and being afraid to go back. And just as they're saying it, Bilbo takes off his ring and, and steps into the middle and says, Here I am! And they all, oh, they all jump and they're super surprised, right? And, uh, of course, they're all very, very happy to see him. And they're also very impressed. Like, he gets a lot of respect from them because they, they can't believe, like, how did he do it? How did he escape by himself? And then how did he come into their group and nobody saw him and they think oh maybe this guy really is a burglar maybe he has some special skill and can move super quietly because no one we didn't see him we didn't hear him and he came right into the middle of our group and somehow he escaped um of course it's because they don't know about the ring so they're all very very happy especially gandalf is super happy to see him and they ask him what happened he tells them the story right of how he what happened? He fell. Everything with Gollum. But he does not tell them about the ring. He keeps the ring secret. Okay? He keeps the ring secret. He only... He tells them the rest of the story, but not about the ring. Then he asks Gandalf, what, you know, he asks the dwarves, then you know, what happened to you guys? And they tell kind of their story, that they were running, and then they... Uh, they, you know, the one dwarf fell down and Bilbo fell and then they were, there was a bunch of fighting and then they all started running again. They didn't realize they left him behind. They didn't, it was an accident and they, then it was too late. Okay. But then finally, uh, Gandalf says, we must get going, right? It's starting to get dark and, uh. He says that the goblins are going to be coming after us in the dark. As soon as the, as, as the sun starts going down, they're going to come out of the mountains trying to catch us. So they, they start running. They get, they're kind of running down the side of the mountain, and then they go into some of the, into the forest and trying to escape. But then this is where they go out of the frying pan into the fire because um, as they're going down, they come into an open area. It's got a few trees in the middle, and then it's op- more kind of open. And... Uh, just as they get there, they hear some wolves. Oh, right. These wolves howling. But uh, and then they start hearing more and more of the wolves all around them. And these are not normal wolves. These are like intelligent wolves that can talk. They're big and they're powerful and they're evil. They're bad. And uh, so suddenly they're like, oh, what do we do? And they they run and they they all climb up into some trees to escape the wolves. And the wolves come running into the area, kind of the open area, and they're all up in the top of the trees and the wolves are ah, growling at them ah, and circling around them, you know, hundreds of wolves. And this is, this is Bilbo says, ah, oh, we escaped the goblins, only now we'll be caught by wolves, right? Kind of like out of the frying pan into the fire. 
And Bilbo, uh, almost, you know, he can't climb. He's so short. So one of the dwarves, uh, Dory, has to go and help pick him up and help him get into the tree. And then Dory jumps into the tree and then they just escape. So they're all sitting in there in their trees and Gandalf actually can talk to the wolves. The wolves have their own language and Gandalf understands it and he understands what they're saying. And they're basically saying that they had a meeting with the goblins. They were going to go and attack some village or something together. So the goblins are coming to that area from the mountains. The wolves are there waiting. And unfortunately, they had really bad luck to come right into that spot at the wrong time. Okay, so Gandalf then, just as the wolves, the wolves also called wargs, W-A-R-G-S. This is Tolkien, the writer's name for him. It's kind of a, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but anyway, um, he starts, Gandalf is up there and he starts throwing fire, like you know, pine cones and making magical fire and attacking the wolves. And they're all, they all start running around and going crazy. And... They, causing more and more fires and then uh, up in the distance there's an eagle again these are not normal animals these are like kind of magical giant eagles and there's an eagle up flying he's like the king of the eagles and he sees the fire and hears the noise down below so he becomes curious and him and some of the eagles flying with him so they start coming over to see what's happening so all these people are all these creatures are coming and then the goblins come the goblins from the mountains show up. They hear all the noise and they see the dwarves in the trees. They, they start laughing. They sing this little song, you know, laughing at the dwarves up in the trees. And then they start putting wood under the trees. And they're, they just, what they're going to do is burn all the trees with the dwarves in the top. So they're all going to be burned to death. And the go- goblins are laughing and, and putting more and more wood under the trees. So it's a really, really bad situation. Gandalf... It's looking like a really terrible situation. And just as they think, oh, we're all going to die, Gandalf is going to jump down and start fighting them all. And then the eagles come down and grab them and save them. And uh, Bilbo almost gets left behind again. He has to hold on (laughs) to one of the dwarves uh, while the eagle's carrying him. Uh, And he's scared of heights. So he's super, super, super scared. And the eagles take them to like their nest, their home up up in the top of a mountain. And the king of the eagles talks to Gandalf. It's like they're friends. And so um, they, they're, everything's fine. They get rescued. They sleep that night in the eagle's nest. And the next day they, they make some breakfast. And then... Uh, and yeah, and then he goes to sleep. He goes to sleep. The next day is the start of the next chapter when they wake up. So they go to sleep and they have some food and everything's okay. They survived. Okay, that's it. So just a few things. I think the main thing in terms of just, you know, in terms of meaning or or ideas that, that, I, re- that I caught were just how Gandalf and Bilbo were the most loyal. Now, Gandalf's powerful, right? So we kind of expect Gandalf to be um, more heroic like that and to go back. But Bil- but it shows that even Bilbo, Bilbo was more heroic than the dwarves in a way. He's not as strong as the dwarves, can't fight like them or anything. But on the other hand, the dwarves were afraid to go back and try to help Bilbo to rescue him. But 
Bilbo was going to go back. He had just decided, I'm going to go back and try to find them uh, and help them all by himself, this little guy. So it kind of, it really shows uh, quite an important thing about how loyal he uh, is to his friends. It shows a very important, uh, that despite fear, even though he's terrified and not strong, that he still will not leave his friends behind. Very important. And of course, we see Gandalf is the same. That, and then of course, we kind of see there's some luck involved, you know. Uh, They have both bad luck and good luck in this chapter. Uh, The bad luck, you know, puts them in that, uh, in the area where they get surrounded by the wolves. So, there's something bad, it's just, bad luck they didn't do anything wrong it's just they by accident came into the wrong area and then of course good luck is the eagles see them and come and rescue them and i don't know if there's a deep message about that in the story but i mean certainly this happens in life we all know this that sometimes bad things just happen sometimes we don't make a bad decision sometimes we don't do anything wrong just something bad happens it just happens right just bad luck But on the other hand, (laughs) also, sometimes we just have good luck. And that's the nice thing, is that sometimes we're in a bad position. Sometimes things are terrible. And we don't really do anything, but just something good happens. Somebody helps us. And we just also sometimes have good luck. And that's, that's part of life. And we just have to accept that. Okay. Let's go to the comments and questions now. Paulika says, this is why I don't like the dwarves. They are a little bit traitors. Yeah, yeah, I, I see what you're, I see your point. You know, we, and we'll see this a little bit. Um, the, the dwarves, they get a little better. Uh, some of them get a little better as the story goes, as Bilbo proves himself. But um, yeah, they're, they're not as loyal, right? I mean, they're quite strong and brave in a way. But on the other hand, uh, yeah. That's kind of crappy, actually, you know, if you think about it, like they were just going to, they might, some of them wanted to leave him and they were, they, they, they were afraid to go back and help him. That's kind of not good. Not, not, they're not evil, but a little bit cowardly, right? That little bit disloyal, not loyal. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Pelical says he would like to attend the VIP seminar waiting for a long time. Yes, indeed. I'm, I'm happy to get back doing those VIP seminars again. So, hey, join, become a VIP member because uh, it's, those are really fun. They're really great. And I'm glad we can start doing them again. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Delal says that uh, Bilbo's very smart despite his size. He solved many problems with his good wits. Yeah, it's true. Like, he was really good in the riddle game. He's kind of, he's smart. That's true. He is, He does have some cleverness about him. And he's, uh, and he is, even without the ring, you know, they, the book, Tolkien in, in the book said that he's he's quite good at being quiet. And, and so, he has, he does have some skills, some abilities. He's just not... Uh, you know, he's not a big, strong, super strong hero for fighting. Uh, but we'll see, you know, he'll even prove himself to be capable of doing some fighting. We'll see that coming soon. Uh, 
Okay. Ozma says, Until now, he depends on himself, but he's still able to face the difficulty alone. Yeah, right? That's, that's an important thing that happened with Bilbo. It gives him confidence. We're moving from place to one another in the journey. Yeah, you know, I think it did give him confidence. Of course, he, you know, he got the ring. This is going to help him now. Um, but, but I think that's what's really great is that, you know, he did get, he, it was his first time with Gollum to really be by himself and to escape and to, you know, save himself instead of someone else saving him. And then he shows up. And you're going to see now that from now on in the story, from now, that something has changed with Bilbo. Of course, he has the ring now. So this is, this is um, you know, like he's gained some power, some ability. Um, and he gained it by, you know, by solving that problem with Gollum by himself, right? By beating Gollum in the, in the riddle game and escaping and doing all of that alone. It's kind of like he got this reward, which is the ring. This, this gives him some power now. And from now, he can actually be more helpful to the group. Hey, Jeremy Lug, good to see you. Yeah, like uh, Richard said, Aguilar says, um, Indeed, Mr. AJ, we need to accept that sometimes we can't control luck that we have in life. The thing is how we react and accomplish this journey. Love you, Mr. AJ. Yes, thank you. Uh, that's right. Sometimes events happen, things happen. We can't control everything. So what we can control is our reaction to them, right? The bad luck and the good luck. So the bad luck, we, you know, we can quit. We can give up and lose hope. Or we can just deal with it the best we can and keep going forward, which is what Bilbo does, right? And Bilbo complains sometimes and Bilbo's afraid a lot, but he doesn't. Like he doesn't, he wasn't going to leave his friends, even though he was afraid, right? So that's what I think it's a great message. That's why I like Bilbo. He's such a, like, I think it's easy for normal people. We can see ourselves in Bilbo a little bit, right? He's not fearless. He's got, he's afraid a lot and he, and he's not, he's, he's not a superhero, but he is a hero. Good to see you, Ian. Someone's asked me, non-native speaker, do a show about my homeless in Athens experience. Uh, yeah, I could do a show about that again. I haven't talked about that in a long time. That was a cool experience in my life. Peter Serum, good to see you. Thank you very much in Vietnam. Nice to see you. Uh, let's see. Oh, Vladislav, good to see you. Good. Nice to see you as well. Yes. Got some of our regular folks. Lakbibi says, I like Gollum. He's an interesting character. He's a very, very interesting character. Uh, and, uh, you know, we, we only get introduced to him in The Hobbit, so we don't see... We get kind of some basic things about him, but in Lord of the Rings, of course, uh, he's a more... I don't know. Yeah, he is kind of a major character, actually, in Lord of the Rings. In uh, especially um, the Return of the King, the last book, he's in that a lot. 
Very interesting character. Vlad says, nice beard. <laughs> Thank you. All right, I'll take a few more of the questions. You can, we can talk about other things too now, since this was a fairly short chapter. So uh, let's take a look at other comments. Good to see you, Julia. Takita. Okay, Paulika says, what do you think about Terminator 2 as material for a movie club in the future? Terminator 2. Yeah, maybe. I'll think about it. Vladislav says, do Japanese women celebrate today's holiday? Uh, no, apparently, what, I, I, someone else mentioned something about this. So today's Women's Day or something, I guess? I don't know. It's not an American holiday. Um, I, it's not a, I don't think it's a Japanese holiday. Yeah, I think it's one of those like UN international holidays, I think, which I don't know. There's like a hundred of them. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know anything about it, honestly. You know, it's, that kind of thing so no I don't, I don't think they celebrate it I don't I don't know what do you do oh yeah right Fernanda you mentioned that I watched a movie about Tolkien and realized how he imagined this wonderful adventures and fantasy I recommend the movie called Tolkien I'll check it out I'd like to see that I'd like to I'm also would like to read a biography about him because uh, he was quite an interesting man uh he had, you know, he, he had some very intense, uh, difficult experiences in World War One. He was in one of the major battles, one of the most horrible battles of World War One, and uh, survived, but saw a lot of people killed, a lot of his friends killed, and came back to England. Of course, he was a professor, linguistics, and uh, old English, I think. Um, anyway, and then obviously, right, writing the books and imagining it not only these books but imagine creating this entire huge world this whole mythology really quite impressive quite impressive he's a very very devout serious uh, Christian as well and uh, there are some Christian themes throughout Lord of the Rings and uh, not about the Hobbit so much maybe more more Lord of the Rings for sure but yeah I'll, I'll check it out Fernanda Yeah, why do they call Bilbo a burglar? I don't like it. I don't know. It's a little bit of a joke, I think. Because, um, you know, Bilbo obviously does not think he's not a, bil a burglar. He doesn't steal things, right? Um, <laughs> I guess, you know, a better word would be scout. This is really more what he is, a scout, right? Someone who's quiet who can go and see what's happening. But uh, I guess because the dwarves are trying to go get their treasure, they call him a burglar. But Bilbo also doesn't like it <laughs> a little bit, right? <laughs> but then, of course, there's a part of him just, just like he wants to be respected. So he's, so he actually says, "Yes, I'm a burglar," right? Uh, just to try to prove to them that he's not weak, that he's not useless. So a little bit, it's a little bit of humor. It's not serious. Ah, yeah, I'm going to talk about this. Thank you, Trong says. Can you talk about uh, des desired preparedness? I guess like. Are you talking about disaster preparedness? Um, 
Anyway, this is the next topic I want to do. Maybe tomorrow or the next day I want to talk about this. Because of the coronavirus stuff, a lot of people are crazy about it. Um, It's just a good topic to talk about disaster preparedness. And there's a good uh, book by a guy named Corey Lundin that I recommend. Um, Corey Lundin. Anyway, I'll do a whole show about this. And not just coronavirus, but just it's just good to always be prepared and have the knowledge and skills and the preparation to be prepared for for a disaster of some kind because they obviously these things can happen you never know just suddenly like anything some places earthquakes like we live in Japan so an earthquake can happen anytime uh, a flood like in Southeast Asia they had the big tsunami um you know, suddenly there can be like a terrorist attack or civil war or some, you know, all these, all kinds of stuff can happen when you don't expect it. Uh, a hurricane in some places, right? Like Katrina that destroyed New Orleans or um, fires, huge fires. Anyway, uh, or just the power can go out for a long time and you lose all your power. Or your refrigerator doesn't work anymore. Um, in some places, it's snowstorms, like a massive blizzard can take down close all the roads and the power so it's it's good to kind of it's just always good to always at all times be prepared so that you have enough food enough supplies enough things to to survive for a while without grocery stores without power we'll talk about the um details of that no i agree with you i think coronavirus is a big lie there's something with that there's some weird stuff about it I agree that I won't say it's a big lie because I'm not 100% sure about it but I there's there's definitely a bunch of lying about it and propaganda what is the actual real truth I'm not quite sure but there's too much weird stuff about it it's not in the way the media is doing it and but I it's, there's too much lie too many lies too much dis, disinformation that I can't quite um, at least I can't figure out what exactly is really happening. So that's why I'm not going to talk too much about directly just the coronavirus. And I'd just like to talk more generally about disaster preparation. Because um, even if the coronavirus is a lie, like they're just exaggerating it. But even though, even if they're doing that, they can create a big panic and people go and buy everything from the grocery store. Suddenly, there's, you, it's hard to find things in the grocery. So, you know, the hospitals get overwhelmed because suddenly all, everybody who gets a little bit of a cold runs to the hospital. So they can still create a big panic and that can cause a lot of problems. So it's just good to be prepared for disasters of all kinds. We'll talk about it more. Ibrahim Ali says... Um, the alchemist and the hobbit have similar messages both bilbo and santiago changed because of the challenges and difficulties they faced during their journey they showed us that everyone can be a hero also a good point santiago was not a superhero either regular guy who right changed and transformed it's the journey changed them it's really they become heroes they don't start off really as heroes that the journey itself by facing the dangers and overcoming them and learning and yeah failing sometimes and sometimes having bad luck and sometimes having good luck and all of these experiences is what 
makes them into heroes. Now, they have the potential already, right? You can see, like with Bilbo, that there's some goodness, there's some virtue in him already. There's something in there, right, where he's he's loyal, he's, he's, he's got some courage, even though he's scared a lot, but there's still, deep down, there's something there. And it's like the journey brings it, the good parts out, and they... It's like it's a seed, and then during the journey, that heroism grows. Yeah, like Vladislav says, my dad says, buy stuff because in some countries, things are being bought up very quickly. Stores are empty. He says it can come to Russia. That's exactly the point. So even if it's even if it's kind of fake, meaning it's not really that dangerous, but still people can panic. And when this happens, they all run out and buy everything. This used to happen when I lived in Georgia in the United States, kind of my home state. Uh, it's in the south. So they're not used to a lot of snow. So anytime in the winter, there was a possibility of snow like the news would say a snowstorm's coming big snowstorm ah, right and so everybody would run to the store and they're buying everything because ah, they think you know they're going to be locked in their house for a long time and so stuff would just disappear like all the toilet paper's gone and lots of things are gone and then sometimes it was a big snowstorm and sometimes it would be nothing like basically nothing happened really but the panic is real so it's not a bad idea i think of course waiting until now is maybe not the best time but if yeah i would buy supplies but not just because of coronavirus but just in general you should always have them you never know right there can always be some kind of natural disaster um unexpected thing that happens it's just always good it's good i you know kind of like a nice rule is to have enough food for three months that you always have enough food in your home for three months and then some other things which we'll talk about when i do the show on this topic hey sylvia good to see you Uh, she asked about Duolingo app. How can I learn to think in English? I'm personally not, I don't like really Duolingo, so give it a try. See if you like it. I don't like it so much, but um, to learn to think in English, you just got to tons and tons and tons of listening and reading. Huge amounts, huge amounts every day. Okay, a couple more, and then I got to get my babies to bed. I got one baby who's sleeping, but I got to move him to his... Um... I'll probably go the vocab question. A scout is like a spy, and a burglar is like a thief. That's correct. Scout is more like a spy, yes. Uh, and a burglar is a thief that steals things, right? That's why Philbo doesn't li- didn't like that word in the beginning. Like, I'm not a thief. Jamila says, I look handsome in the winter beard. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, let's see. Uh, 
Yeah, I think that's about it. A couple more and then time to go. Yeah, this is well said. In fairy tales, we find heroes get some kind of extra power by having a magical ring, for example. I think in real life, we should have the power of God to support us. Well, indeed, I think that you could even argue, you could, you could say, we don't know for sure what the writer's thinking, but as I said, we do know that Tolkien was a very, very uh, strong Christian. And so I, I think we could argue uh, in this case that at least, but I think in many cases that it's a symbol. It's a symbol for spiritual power, right? That these these little magic items that we know in the real world, we don't get these magic items, but it's just kind of a symbol instead that what we do get as we become more heroic and we face dangers and we be, become more virtuous and good is that we can, in fact, get spiritual power, right? So that connection, which comes from God. That's right. Okay. We don't get these magic items, but it's just kind of a symbol instead that what we do get as we become more heroic and we face danger. Okay, one more, and then time for me to go. Yeah, I'll end with this one, because I agree with Ibrahim Ali. I heard that the coronavirus comes every year in the winter. Yeah, it's just the cold virus, I believe, is also the coronavirus. But this one seems, maybe it's an engineered weapon. Maybe it's a Chinese bioweapon. Maybe it's not. I don't know. Uh, but this year, the media is spreading lies and fears. What do you think? I can't believe anyone nowadays. Yeah, that's how I feel. I can't believe the media at all. It's hard to find the truth. Well, exactly. We have no way of knowing the truth, do we? What I do know is that it's very strange because in some areas where the coronavirus is, it seems like it's no big deal that, I mean, you know, so that the, you know, like... Uh, some sources are saying, well, yeah, it's no big deal. The, it's, it's just like a bad flu. Some people, you know, people die of the normal flu also, especially older people, people who are sick or have problems. And that this one is really just maybe a little worse than that, but it's no big deal. And then, of course, we get these other stories that, oh, my God, oh, it's the end of the world, right? It's like going to be the walking dead. <laughs> so it is weird that that while some countries like China, it seems like lots of people dying. And then other countries, it seems like it's not that bad. So, I don't know. Keep yourself healthy. Keep yourself healthy. Keep your immune system strong. Always have be prepared for any disaster. And then just do not fear. You don't need to be afraid. Don't need to be afraid. Just, you know, get yourself as, ha as healthy as you can be. Always have a nice, strong immune system. In general, it's good advice. Also, good, just normal disaster preparation. It's always good to do that. And beyond that, no need to be afraid. All right, guys. Well, that's it. That's the end of chapter six of The Hobbit. And we'll keep on going with Bilbo and Gandalf and the dwarves and their adventure. Uh, so until then, lots of love to you. And I'll see you next time. Again, join my VIP program. Just a dollar to try it out. See you next time. Bye for now.